morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to episode 61 of the Living Truthfully podcast. Yes, episode 61. And I'm so excited that you're here, that you're still listening to these conversations. And yeah, that during the COVID period, COVID quarantine period, we can still do this. In studio, I have a man that is not a stranger to you. I have a man that has been on this show before. I have a man that is proud of his name and family heritage. Put your hands together for one, Goi Mankudunga. Yo. Odi. What's up? What's up? I've not finished your name, Maze. Odera, Maze. Give it up for Goi. Okay, you've, you've just messed I've my just name. Messed you up. Okay, you guys, you remember I told you I'm self-producing this thing <laughs> <laughs> and self-recording. So, boss, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, man. I yeah. think me have arrived. You've arrived. You remember I told you, eh? Mm-hmm. When I was here, yeah, about eight episodes ago. Yes. All right. Eight so episodes. That, yes. Uh-huh. Eight episodes. Ago. Imagine that. I was, I was, I was like, I've been waiting for you to invite me, you know. But then, you've asked me back. Mini Mefika. Um, I, I you, have arrived, man. Back within the same year, within the same... I have arrived. You're that um, guy, by the way. Living truthfully, twice uh, I have arrived. Twice in one quarter, bro. <laughs> it's, it's not just twice. It's twice in one quarter. You uh, you figured. I mean, I'm, I'm really honored. I'm really honored. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you for breaking quarantine to come. <laughs> I, I don't know that's a good thing, but you've sanitized. No, I've not broken quarantine. I'm mm-hmm. within... You know, we are... We, no, you have, you have not broken curfew. No, I've not broken curfew. You've just broken quarantine. I'm not, I'm not under quarantine, bro. Oh, no, no. Self-quarantine. We are all no, under self-quarantine. We are, iso- we are under isolation. Oh, There's that's what it is, There's a difference between isolation and oh, quarantine. That's true. Yes. Okay, we are under isolation. Yes. It's and, even worse. And we're maintaining the... Social distance. Social over, there. over here, it's like one and a half meters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't touch you today? No. No, you didn't touch me. No. Yeah, no. we sanitized. We sanitized. Yes. It's all good. Do you want a mask? I have my mask. So. You do. <laughs> yeah, well, mine, I removed it because I'm living truthfully. <laughs> see how you see how I did that? You see what I used that for? Yeah. Ah, good. Oh yeah, wait, I have a drum roll for my comedy drum roll. <laughs> so I'll repeat it. Yes. So mm-hmm. me, I removed mine because I'm living truthfully. <laughs> okay. You guys didn't hear it. Let me, because there's something else playing. I'm trying to figure this thing out. Uh-huh. Oh, shucks. It's a settings. I need to do the settings. I'll put the drum roll okay. later. Anyway, so, mm-hmm. first, bro, I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for your willingness to come. Mm. And I'm grateful that you've... Um, You've been, you've been willing to tell a story that's not an easy story to tell. Mm-hmm. But let's start with, you did an engaged talk. I did an engaged talk, man. After uh, we talked with you. After we talked, we did an engaged <laughs> talk. You, you see what I, I did? I see what you did there. <laughs> You're not yeah. funny. You're not funny. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and I listened to it, bro, and you're such a good storyteller. Thank you, bro. What's, what's the title of the engaged talk again? Let me... I'm trying uh, to find the it. Baby Whisperer. The Baby Whisperer. Yes. Yeah. And mine is called Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> Do you see a pattern here? <laughs> <laughs> I see a pattern here, right? Yes. And, uh, let me let me let me just keep this thing kosher. <laughs> I'm bored. This is what is happening after you know. This is what you can do. This is what, hap- this what happens when you're in isolation. Two weeks in the house. I've talked all the worst jokes ever. <laughs> 
fact, one was so offensive, someone blasted me on Twitter, but it's okay. So, bro, yeah. I have to confess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been in the house, this is now week number two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the opportunity to come. Dude, man, this is a breath of fresh air. I've just got out of the house. Are you, you're, you're, you're having, uh, you're whispering yes. to the babies. Yes, yes, yeah. the babies in the house. Yeah. yeah you're, I'm whispering. You're whispering, whispering the end. You know, if a toy tells you, Baba, Okay, mm. I am bored with you. Yeah. I just know you. <laughs> and Kwanza Winato is bored with you. You know, you're a major extrovert, Banal. Yes. And then now, Yanni, you're a fun dad, and then your twins are, Yanni, they're bored, bored with you. Uh, that's bad. <laughs> I feel it for all introvert dads that are in the house, Yanni. Here are some tissues if you need some. Okay. <laughs> I feel it for all some introvert dads, Yanni, who your kids were bored with you the first day. <laughs> and it's not changed. <laughs> and it's not changed. Sorry, I feel for the kids, even for the dads. I mean, we, we all need affirmation. It's, a, it's an interesting story because you tell the story of uh, adoption. Yes, yes. How you adopted your two children. Yes. Guys, I'm not going to ask him to repeat the story, not entirely, because it's there. Mm-hmm. You can find it on YouTube. Just mm-hmm. go look for Engage Talks and go look for Gooey or go look for The Baby Whisperer. But there's some things that, there's some things I want to pick out from it. Sure. So the first thing is that your, your mom was a social worker. She was a social worker, yes. And because your mom was a social worker, you were, you, you were exposed to the world of adoption. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was child welfare. The, the crisis yeah. that children born into different circumstances and the welfare of children. And that was her speciality. You know, and I don't mean to be racist, but you mentioned in your story an Indian child yes. who was adopted. Yes. And I was so surprised that even those need ad- adoption. Like, I, I don't know why I, I expected that they don't. Eh? A child is a child. I know. I understand. And, 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 you know, cases don't, you know, stop. It goes for every, every wow. ethnicity. It's, it's crazy that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you'd imagine that because we see more community from them, mm-hmm. you'd imagine that there would be less mm-hmm. um, adoption. And maybe there is less mm-hmm. in terms of numbers. But that, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a story you tell of your great-grandfather. Yes. So tell that story. That's the story I want you to, to start with. Well, my father told me this story. Okay. As he was convalescing in bed. Mm-hmm. This is a couple of months before uh, he passed on. Mm. But those were the times he was healthy, lucid, and uh, up and doing that. So when I sat down with him and I shared with him, some of the challenges we were having mm. in our family mm. with regards to having children. Mm. And we'll talk about those in a bit. Sure, sure, sure. Mm. <clears throat> he, he told me this story about uh, my grand, my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was your grandfather or your great-grandfather? His grandfather. His grandfather, so your great-grandfather. Yes, my yes. great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. And so, no. He told a story about his, it was about his father and his father's father. So, I, so actually, mm. you get what I'm trying to say here. About his father and your and his grandfather. Uh-uh. Mm. Yeah, well, I've been just... So it's his father and his father's father. Exactly. His father's father is his grandfather, <laughs> which makes it your great-grandfather. Uh, thank you, thank you. My thank goodness. You. <laughs> Please get your refund on your school fees. Please. I just got uh, um, confused there. Anyway, so he told me that one day there was this... Um, this group of of um, guys in Western Kenya, 
who are foraging uh, around um, some area and heard a cry of a baby. Mm-hmm. This baby's cry was very loud. But the thing about this cry was it was it was eerie because people knew from the place this thing is coming from, a smallpox um, uh, plague had already swept that area. So that was a no-go zone. But these guys could hear the, the, the baby's cry. Mm. Okay? So this was in the late 1800s. Okay? And so <clears throat> my... my uh, um, my 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 father went on to tell me the stories that these guys I would say against your better judgment to go to a place where there's no cure for the smallpox at that time it wiped out communities all right uh, just from contact and stuff um, we don't know about that because mm-hmm. by the time we were born there was a vaccine and smallpox has pretty much been eradicated from the face of this earth. How we pray that COVID-19 one day Yes, would happen the same. Or happen the same. Yes. Mm. And so so this this family risked and went out into this village and found the baby. Everybody else was dead but this baby was still alive. Mahajabwaya. Okay, and um, and they went, they got this baby, checked, I mean, if anyone else is alive, nobody was alive. Everybody had been wiped out by this plague. So they took the baby, and so there were no marks, no sores, no nothing, no, none of those pox pox things that you'd find, wow. you know, on this child. Yeah, nothing uh, on the skin. Nothing on the skin, mm. no scars, nothing to show this kid and it was a miracle that the kid was, was alive yes mm-hmm. the kid was barely six months so the, the, what my father said why they would know it was barely six months the kid could not stand I mean sit up mm-hmm. but could kidogo roll so you know he's around that yeah, yeah. that age yeah and so this family went ahead and just took this kid in and adopted them as as their own and raising up this child in this home, um, uh, this kid had a special, special status in the family, yeah? mm-hmm. as as opposed to the others, you know, uh, and and mainly because of you know this child is a survivor, uh, and so you know most favored status. Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. if uh, um, I mean you'd you'd hear these things like allow me to to use the example in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Of um, Jacob had a, a favored son that mm. was that was Joseph. Mm. Uh, he spoiled the guy at the ex- to the, at the expense to the chagrin to the chagrin chagrin of mm. the rest. Yeah. <laughs> See, I used the big see, word. See, yeah, I went to an academy. <laughs> but it wasn't this part where you're making the kids feel je- the other kids' siblings feel jealous. It's mm. just that this kid just a special. Yes, he had a place in everybody's heart mm, in that mm, family. Mm. And so when the kid was about three, four years old, um, they were sleeping in their mother's hut. And uh, uh, right in the middle of the night, from nowhere, a hyena was sniffing through, opportunistic place, went to the entrance, found these kids, and just grabbed the kid by the ankle, dragged the kid out, right into the bush. Wow. And before everybody knew that the hyena had disappeared. I know those days there was no um, there was no uh, flashlights or anything of that sort. And so as they tried just to 
trace the tracks using you know whatever kind of lighting they could it was unsuccessful so they were they were frantically just waiting for the sun to rise and when the sun rose um, they they finally found the drag marks of the of the of, of the hyena dragging the child, <clears throat> and so they looked. They looked. My father said they looked. My father told me the story. They looked for long, almost till daybreak, was it midday? You know, midday rather, and, and they found um, they found the, the hyena's den, but they also found the child right there in the hyena's den. Wow, alive. Wow. And not just alive, chilling. <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah, Kido's not crying now. Just <laughs> with a, a nasty, a nasty wound on the ankle. Okay. Wow. Or, on, on on his ankle, but there, but there's no hyena. And you would wonder why the, the hyena didn't eat this toy for, uh, for dinner, uh, for lunch, or maybe you're saving it for the child for another. You know, so I don't know. But the kid was not. The kid was not was not harmed at all. Apart do, from that, do you think the hyena was in a circle? <laughs> Tried a saving scheme. <laughs> Even the way you face looked before you started that statement, I knew there was a snarly remark coming. No, no, no. But you guys, he started it, but like Kenny, the hyena. I don't know. It saved the toy for. <laughs> I'm trying to. I say I would not know yeah, what. No, I understand. What I understand. Was. Just we know th- these are <clears throat> just eat up, you know, whatever it, whatever they find, and so, and that's how the child survived. Okay, would never know why this child survived those two ordeals in, in the span of three to four. So years. smallpox yes. survives a disease that eradicates the entire village. Mm-hmm. No scratch, no nothing. Oh, nothing. And then he's stolen by a hyena. Yes. Stolen? Actually, that sounds good. Right yeah, there. but it was stolen by a hyena. A hyena came. Yes. Picky, picky, punky. Yeah. The, pick, many, the problem were other kids. Yeah, there, probably yes. other kids. Yes. Said this one. Yes. Maybe because she was the youngest. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. The smallest, yes. Yeah, hyena was weight conscious. Yes. Like, see? Jumbo jet. Yeah. 10 kgs free. <laughs> Anything above that, yeah, you seven seven fifty. If you if you pay if you pay online, you know, like <laughs> so, it picks this child. Yes. And then doesn't eat it. No, doesn't eat the kid. So the only injuries on the child are the drug marks. Yes, just the, the, you know the grip, the, 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 the grip from the yeah, jaws of a hyena. Yeah, and and did didn't that, even crush the bones. I know the grip of a of a hyena is so, is strong, so strong. It's yeah. maybe one of the strongest grips for animals. Yeah. Okay, so if you saw my grandfather on one of his ankles, I'm not sure if to the left or right, you'd see the scars there, and he had a slight, slight limp. That was it. So you, you've killed the part of the story I was gonna ask. Yeah. So what's the significance of this story for you? But this child was your grandfather. This was my grandfather, and and so the significance of this story was mm-hmm. when my father was telling me mm. this story, mm. he was telling me in the sense that. As we consider adopting, know this, that this is not new to this family, mm. okay? Mm. We are products of an adoption. Our own, my own father, mm. your grandfather, mm. was adopted into a family, mm. okay? And so as you are considering, as you are struggling and wrestling with it, as a couple, you and your wife, 
All right. Know that this this is not new. Yeah, for the family, it's for not. The family is not new. Yeah. And again, your mom was a social worker, and you see what you grew up watching. Grew up watching her do yeah. the same thing with all that. And so this is not new to the family. So it is in you. It is in your blood. It's the destiny of the Oderas. Hmm. You know, you you land on legacy on on such in such funny ways, mm. and yet the legacy of adoption mm-hmm. could very well be a legacy that creates something very special in the Odera family. I think it already has. I believe so. But, you know, something that the world is going to celebrate down the line, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, just to add that, mm. I wouldn't be here talking to you if my if, great-grandparents did not adopt. Imagine that. I wouldn't be here. So, the, so that right there mm-hmm. is the wait. This deserves applause for being clever. <laughs> Finally, I've got it right. You got, you got an applause. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. So there are two themes in this conversation. Yes. I think one is the conversation around adoption. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason you choose to adopt. Yeah. Um, adoption is a. I find it an enigma, in a mm. sense. Eh? Because why, 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 would you, why would you see that? Because I, I f- and I really applaud you for this, bro, because in my world, I haven't seen much adoption. Mm. Um, I've seen some, but I haven't seen much of it. Mm-hmm. And in my world where it has been, it's been hush-hush. Mm. It's not been open. Mm. So I have an auntie and an uncle whom I think were adopted because there's a rumor like that somewhere mm-hmm. but no one will come straight mm-hmm. and say they were adopted mm-hmm. and so what we think there is a, is a what everybody thinks is that there was a broken marriage somewhere we just don't know who the dad is but yeah. the mom uh, adop- uh, sort of was left with these two kids yeah. but I hear the story is actually an adoption story so for, for some reason it's carried with some stigma yes there's some try and put this, keep the story on the down low. Yeah. You'd never tell the kids that they're adopted mm-hmm. if they are. And if they're if they are told, they don't tell others. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my family has that thing About going on. Too. Yeah, because even I, even even just getting to know my dad, mm-hmm. took me 18 years, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, I like the fact that for your family, the legacy is very open. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, I mean, of course, your father was telling you when you're old, but I don't think it older. was older. Yes, qualified. Older. Sorry. <laughs> old. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, so, but, but I don't think he had been hiding it. No. Um, so why I find it an enigma is because in my world, it's just, it's not spoken about. Mm-hmm. Yet you make the assertion that it's possible to love the child that you adopt more than you, than children you biologically give. Yes. Which I don't understand because I, I could die for my children. Mm-hmm. I, I could really just yes. take a bullet for them. Yeah. And you know that. Yeah. How is it that you can love somebody you didn't biologically give more. You, you know when we are when we are when we're asked to make those when you're invited by Engage Kenya to make these talks. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that one of the things that are passionate and the theme around that time was 
was uh, what's love got to do what's love it? got to do it mm. was just around the valentine's time yeah, yeah. it yeah. was actually a day after valentine's mm. day mm. <clears throat> and the thing we were asking ourselves is how could we tell the love story and and uh, I, i think i think cupid gets too much pr cupid yeah. who's cupid cupid is that kafani yeah. <laughs> that can love angel with that let me tell you cupid is nothing <laughs> let me tell you Cupid does not say dear brother. All right, dude, dude, it's okay, man. Oh, sorry, I'm just Let having fun with that drum. Let it go, man. Let it go. <laughs> This guy. But he gets too much beer. He gets yeah. too much yeah. beer. In fact, there's a song. They even song. Yes. Yeah. All right. But, but the thing about it is that what love story could I tell that mm. I can totally relate to is that now that these children are at home with me, Uh, since they've been away from school mm. okay and i can see them okay and they're testing every fiber and nerve in me all right um and for them they, they're learning mm. and they learn through trial and error most 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 error than it is by trial <laughs> yeah you know and it, and we who are used to i think we presume many times as, as adults kids should figure it out you know and and so I'm just looking at these guys and my answer to you my brother is there's there's no greater love than than this I, I would say where these kids don't know you from from Adam Katenusu mm-hmm. yes and slide slice bread whatever it is they don't know you from Adam um and you don't know them but yet they just give love they give love and they don't question your love for them um and, and so and so and so that's the same thing for 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 me it's like they just draw out the love out of me bro mm. i can't i can't really explain it i can't ex- okay i can't explain it but i understand you know children teach you unconditional love absolutely when madoni was born when my daughter was born mm-hmm. um I was in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. But I remember mm-hmm. the first time I saw her. Mm-hmm. And I said I will protect this child for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. I had such an overwhelming sense of I can't describe anything else but love. Mm-hmm. 12 years later. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think you've been tested. Mm-hmm. I just hold on. Ah. Yeah. If you just hold on, <laughs> you shall be tested some more. Yes. Well, she's a good kid, but and and a great kid actually. But I mean, like every child, mm. shows a moment. Yeah? Trial and error. Yeah, yeah mostly learning. error. Sometimes, <laughs> most of the time, we're learning through error. Um, but I, I'd do anything for for my kids. So, just to answer your question again is I don't know if I can explain mm. telling you what is drawing out of me and the experience that I'm getting. And so 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 and so you just just know that it's it's amazing an amazing experience. And around us we have friends who've adopted. Yes. We have mutual friends. We have mutual who have friends who've adopted, adopted right? as well. Mm-hmm. And and for me I'm like I feel like it's very brave, eh? What's that process like for a guy? What like what Maybe let's go back. Let's I wish I had that rewind sound. It's, you've just made it. It's okay. <laughs> 
I think around 2009, mm-hmm. maybe, we, we are having a conversation with you mm-hmm. and, and you're sharing that, you know, you're trying to get a child. Mm-hmm. And you're having a conversation with me and you're saying, you know, that you're seeing doctors, you're trying to figure out, you know, where, where you are, even as a guy, mm-hmm. fertility-wise. Huh? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you and your good wife had been trying to get a child. Yes, we had. How was that experience for you? Oh. It's, it's interesting, yeah? The, the number of articles that I've read about infertility or families not being able to conceive whatever it is mm. are mainly from the women's side. Mm-hmm. We never hear the guy side. I have looked. I'm not sure I've found, you know what I call substantial things. I have found mm. some of them, but I mm. found substantial. I think the first thing for me that I was struggling with is being able to, to for my wife to see who she is. Um, in the sense that she, she, in a context like ours, the, the act and the process of bearing a child mm. affirms your womanhood. And within, well, probably that was about four years after we were married, mm. the questions are coming, the, what you call, um, innocent remarks that are, are not so innocent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know them. And, uh, and so it, 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 we have been married about four or five years there. And, and a lot of our peers who got married around the same time on baby number two, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. And so the question to just be able to, to interact and love my wife and for her not even just to reciprocate, but to accept that love. That was a hard part. Because for her, the culture and the context sees her as less of a woman. In fact, my wife used the word, you know those cheap imports from some countries? Mm. She called herself, uh, uh, that's how she felt. Like she was one of those cheap imports that come, you use it and then it doesn't, doesn't last you long. And that's how I think those. That's one of the things that broke me. I really hope COVID nineteen is a cheap import. You know, like that <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't last. Yeah, long. I mean, we have history with items from certain countries. I'm not saying where. I'm just saying that I really hope. <laughs> okay, sorry. I've not said. I've not said it, bro. It's, it comes from your but, mouth. <laughs> but I hear you. It's such. A, that's such a bad way to feel about yourself. Yes. So here I am trying to affirm my wife about who she is. Very confident woman. One of the most brilliant, intelligent women I've met. Mm. Okay. Um, very sharp, confident, uh, just beginning to just um, go up the, the career ladder at her place. Mm. Um, I think she had pretty much, if not, just been promoted to, to being the, a general manager in this um, um, 
how we call it SME big the bigger of the SMEs part. yeah the the me part the me part okay right. no no but me for medium enterprise exactly. not so much the small yes you know the joke used to be when i ran my business yes i say mine was not an SME yours was just me <laughs> Why did I ask you that question? <laughs> some, some response like that would come. It was just me. There's no S. Yes. I, I was just a business. But anyway. It, mm-hmm. Imagine, uh, Amani, there were things that were actually happening for her mm. career-wise. Yeah. Uh, and for us. Uh, but that part wasn't working. I think what She was, was growing career-wise. Yes. She was getting ahead. Yes. And it didn't help, okay, at that time that her peers were also um, uh, with child or had rich children. And one other thing, I was a pastor. Okay? And uh, that made us on the limelight. It just kept us on the limelight. So people would see, uh, would see us and uh, they would, they would, uh, they would ask, you know, when you guys don't have children why don't you guys have children uh one snide remark to my wife was um this was the one that even just i got really pissed about this when you don't want to have children you're you're checking your figure i was like you know someone said that to your wife yes you remember that song i must stay saved (laughs) (laughs) but bro you know violence is not (laughs) un-christian I mean, I, when I read the Bible, I see a very violent God. I mean, sometimes it's it's okay to we'll go into that theology another mm. time if mm. you invite me after yeah. this one. Yes, it's okay. If I've truly arrived, yeah, okay. no, you've arrived. You're <laughs> ready for you're ready for round three. So, so that really irked me. Mm. Okay, and so my wife stopped going for baby showers um, because it became difficult. Uh, I remember her one time saying. Uh, pregnant women are stalking me. Wow. You know... You see them everywhere. Exactly, you know. You see them everywhere. I started seeing them everywhere. I started noticing pregnant women everywhere. But here's the thing that was even more challenging, Amani. Mm. I was a pastor. And I had to dedicate children. People who desire to have children mm. would come to me and say, please pray for us. We are struggling with this. One of the things that also was even harder for me, Amani, was when young guys would come and say, oh, pastor, I've screwed up. I wasn't planning. Akina Amani. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't planning. I wasn't planning this, but just a one-night stand. And it happened, man. It happened, and now she's pregnant. Or now I'm pregnant. And I used to say, Lord, just give those toys to us. Because for them, it was a crisis. I was just celebrating. You know, I would say, that, guys, man, just be glad there's a toy. Okay? Um, and people are wondering, what's wrong with you? Yes. How are you excited about our crisis? How are you excited about the, the fact that us guys have this problem that we'll take care of for the rest of its life? And you're thinking, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. But here's, here's, a, here's a conversation that it went here, Amani. I think for me, the first thing we did was, is like, let me, let me use science on this part. Mm. Most of the time, the issue of fertility is not the woman. It's, it's the guy. The guy. Mm. 
And so that's when we had that conversation. In fact, remember I just come back to the office yeah. and you asked me where I was from. Yeah. I told us from the doctor and the first squeeze is like, hey man, sorry man, yeah, I hope you're okay. I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I'm all right, man. I'm yeah. really all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what this guy talking about, man. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you asked me, so what was up? You know, I said, well, I went to check my swimmers. You know, I wanted to check if my swimmers were all right. They were good to go. They could swim the 200 meter freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> if they could make Olympic champions. <laughs> and uh, I went. Um, I, and I went on my own first, just to check, mm. uh, just see. If, and they came back and I was right. You're fine. I was like, okay. So I went for a second opinion. It was about two months later. And uh, the thing came back. Now, this was the hard thing to do. Mm. To now tell my wife. I'm gone. I've checked. My swimmers, <clears throat> Jason Dunford. Mm -hmm. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Yeah. So... Here's the thing. Problem is not physically here. Yes, but that's not how I did it. I was struggling with how to be able to... Yeah, because I don't know how to have that I don't know how to break yeah. that conversation. Yeah. Uh, are you accusing me of this and all that? Mm. You're walking on eggshells, guy. Remember, yeah. here is a woman who has been very confident about who she is. There's no right way to have this exactly, conversation. Exactly, bro. I mean, dude, I can high five you ten times on that. Hey, yeah. Yes, COVID yeah, high yes. five. Yeah, COVID yeah. high five yeah. right there. But there's no way to break this. And at that same time, God gave me a lifeline. Mm. Okay, my wife had shared this story, and at least I think it's my my mother-in-law. Her mother says, "There's this doctor." All right, you know the way our mm. parents could talk mm. of those mm. days. There's this doctor, you know who, you know, is a family friend. Uh, you should go see and all that. So Jennifer comes and tells me this story. And I was like, cool. I mean, let's go. So when we go, now I can bring that up. So because now mm -hmm. it is there. And so we go and we both get checked. And that's where this, it became, it became um, a reality. Wow. And the challenge is not that we could not conceive, it's just the chances were very low. Hey, now, okay, you know there are people with other problems. Me, I can't swim. Mm -hmm. Personally, if you throw me into a swimming pool, you'll drown. I could drown. Hmm. Oh, I should think about yeah, it. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> you have better chances in an ocean. Yes. So, but in a swimming pool, I might be able to figure out how, how to, to get, get to the there. edge. Yes. Yeah, to the edge. But bro, my biggest challenge has always been my swimmer's banner. Mm -hmm. I used to tell people that when I and when I sit in the same room with a chick mm -hmm. that I think is hot, yeah. she should go pee on a stick. Because just <laughs> the, my... my <laughs> she almost choked on the water. <laughs> just by the time my mind thinks she's hot, uh -huh. uh, she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> like, I shouldn't be laughing, but that's so funny. It's man. true, man. <laughs> So I've always been on the other edge of just being super careful mm -hmm. about impregnating. Yes. Because then, you know, fool me once. You know, you know, not in that way, but it's happened that I've had a child out of wedlock and, mm -hmm. you know, that was, was a problem. 
and the stories for another day. So, bro, you realize you're not going to have kids. Well, the chances, have, the chances chances are, are low. And it says the longer we take, okay, the harder it is. The harder it gets. And so we started, you know, we, t- we went to see a, a doctor. I'm, I kid you not, if I even say their name now, it'll just be, I, I, I just tell people never, ever to go to that doctor. All right? I'm like, no! Yeah, okay. That one. If so, you want to know who it is, we'll give you Gui's, uh, find Gui on social media. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, we went to one doctor, very, very, an older elderly man. Yeah. I think he, he was, uh, he was into the more, um, uh, how would I call it? More alternative methods, you know, um, uh, trying to use different supplements and stuff like that. And they weren't really working. Oh, by the way, each time we went to a different doctor, we had to be tested on our abilities to do that. Because, I mean, you want to use... You were tested so many times. I was tested so many times. But here's the thing. For me, it's all right. For the lady, it's invasive. Wow. For the jama, I was easy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you might even say it's fun. It's not an unpleasant experience. It's, yeah, it's not a struggle. No. No. Wow. Okay. And so, so each time we did that, and so to the point that we said, you know what, uh, Amani, I think the thing that is most probable here is because the chances are getting slimmer, let's consider looking at what are our options. Um, the, the options here came about with <clears throat> uh, trying to look for assisted um, yeah. fertilization mm. and uh, then there was adoption. And when I brought up the adoption thing, that thing was shut down like... Like the way, you know, Italy has been shut down by COVID. It was record lockdown, lockdown instant. instant. But you you say in your story, the one that you know people should yes, watch yes, on, on engage. engage yes. That this was a conversation you had before you got married. We had this conversation. We got married. We had this conversation. It was one of the and boxes. And it, that it was one of the boxes we had. To and she agreed. And she agreed. But somehow this thing just became. It was like. Don't go there. Understandably so, because basically you're saying you're failed, so let's go to plan B. But that's not what I was saying. It's not what you're saying, but it's how it's interpreted. Could be. Could be. Yes. Okay, it felt that way. Actually, more or less could have felt that way. But but I think she saw where I was coming from from this. Mm. Okay? For me, the idea was not what validates you is not necessarily um, your ability to give me a child. What validates me is, uh, what validates you here is my covenant to be with you as long as we live, whether or not. You know, we said for good, for bad, for richer, for poor, better, for worse, in sickness and in health. And so those are what you call cases imagined or unimagined. These were one of those unimagined ones. We didn't see ourselves getting here, Amani. And so for us, that's what we were struggling with. And dude, almost every time I brought up this subject of of adoption, it was shut down. Wow. And let me give you two things that I hated the most when I used to hear. Until today, just like, I mean, 
yeah, just can I tell you two things? Mm. Maybe it is not God's will. Ah, God! You know, I was like, you know, I can, you know, pull out the hair on my head, and there's nothing on my head. I mean, I'm like, I mean, it's God who's put us in this situation. Yeah. And then secondly, maybe I'm not having enough faith. And I said, you know what, bro? This is me. This is my fault. This is me and my kin. All of us pastors who keep on telling people you don't have much faith. This is the result. I'm reaping it. I may have not done, but I'm part of it. And I accept that the church has done such a great disservice to many of us around the world, especially for those who say they believe God, that because you don't have a child or because something is not happening that you want, you don't have enough faith. So, I mean, when you say you don't have enough faith, it's like you have to measure it on a weighing scale to say, I mean, it needs to pass, you know, 7.8 grams. So that's enough faith. You know, scripture says you have to have faith just enough time as a mustard seed. So how small is a mustard? Dude, have you ever seen a mustard seed? No. It is tiny. Do you know what tiny is? Yeah. Tiny. Okay, so, but 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 here's the thing, and and, and allow me to just vent, Kidogo. Vent. And I think the thing that really pisses me off about um, about this is that we have preached the wrong gospel. And the wrong gospel here is is that if you do this, then God will. Okay, if we do this, then God will. It's transactional. It's a transactional thing, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. not what God has ever. And that's why people get disillusioned. And I don't blame my wife at that particular point. Mm. We've all drunk that Kool Aid. In my head, I was like, "There's nothing you can do and will do about getting a child. It is not up to you or myself." And these were the kind of heated discussions we'd have in our home. So tense, bro. It didn't help. After I went into politics, our marriage was on the rocks. Mm, I remember. Yeah. Well, we were in, in counseling. Pastor Gowie in counseling. I remember. It was a tense time for us because it now brought out the ugly side of Gowie, Marco Dinge. Do you know how hard it was to talk to you mm-hmm. about my marriage being on the rocks mm-hmm. while well, your marriage was on the rocks? <laughs> We've never had this conversation. Got, eh? But I remember coming to chapel one day. Mm-hmm. And um, a guy, like, I was at my lowest, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to have a conversation with you about it. But I could see that you were hurting as well. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so, for a moment there. I mean, I felt bad for you. Mm-hmm. But I felt alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... You shouldn't have problems uh-huh. so that you're there for me. Uh-huh. But I'm glad you got out of it. Mm. <sighs> Bro, first, I'm so sorry about that period, man. Dude, if it doesn't kill you, it makes, makes you stronger. stronger. It's true. That's what they say. So, so in, in, what, in, in, in this particular process, I think the tension around not being able to conceive, even going through you know, assisted fertilization. And dude, there was one time we got pregnant. It's not that we didn't. It was one time we got pregnant. 
Now I'm looking for soundtracks. Yeah. And we, you know, when I when I had this conversation, yeah, we got pregnant. Tena, mm-hmm. we had twins. I, I think I did you ever tell me this? I did. I think it's been yeah. yeah. But we lost the pregnancy. I think for me that may, must have destroyed her. I te- I think for me the thing that that was encouraging about that is that we got pregnant. Mm. Uh, I mean for me that that was the like uh, at least we got pregnant so that we've got that out of the way. Okay? Go that and so we got pregnant. But it is not us to manage and handle how our life comes in our way and goes. Now I've I've had friends lose in fact even as recently as this year um a child mm. <coughs> at birth wow. carried almost to full term mm-hmm. and the loss of the child i mean you can't you can't put words to that kind no. of grief eh? no you can't i've never had any of them say at least you got pregnant do you, do you understand that this is so confusing to my emotions. Hmm. On one hand, I'm rejoicing with you that that you got pregnant and you know it was out of the way. It is the fact that you can get pregnant is the affirmation of it. Okay. We've been doing this for almost 10 years. At least we got pregnant, bro. And we're talking about that in the midst of a loss hmm. of twins. Mhm. And I'm not over spiritualizing this. I'm just trying to be able to say thank you Lord for this experience for what it's worth. Thank you God because we do not we don't have any control of life. That is not in our hands. At least that's no, no, that's wife, true. That's the both my wife and I believe. I'm that's not true. sure about listeners on this podcast, bro. <laughs> but Our, our our belief here is that we don't control life so on to talk about the turnaround mm-hmm. to when she agreed to go mm-hmm. to adopt mm-hmm. but before that a, a friend of mine again uh, just this year insists on having a conversation with me and I'm on a tight schedule he's telling me bro we have to have this convo now I'm like dude I'm going to the airport tomorrow morning. I'm leaving I'm leaving town. I will take you to the airport because we have to talk. And so he picks me up and we go to the airport and he shares a similar story of them trying to have a child and they cannot and how much pressure there was on him from his wife that any you know like when her her cycle starts when her fertility cycle starts and it's like hey, get it up now mm-hmm. you know because we have to we have to until he couldn't have sex because of that pressure like how is that pressure for you i mean it's like where is he with the same whatsapp group man <laughs> <laughs> i can put him in the same whatsapp group he, by the way he probably needs to hear this conversation well, the same whatsapp group um, because we tried it we tried it twice mm. dude is damn expensive damn expensive you controlled you are that i remember telling my wife i'm i'm not a i'm not a sex machine anymore yeah that's exactly what the girl saying like machine. 
Okay. I can and it's not on an on demand service. It's not an on demand service. It's not global. Sex was supposed to be pleasurable. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, somebody white. <laughs> Keep it on. Keeping on. <laughs> let's find let's find some music. Some music. Yeah, let's find some body, man. Let's just take it <laughs> slow. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> let's get it on. Some Marvin Gaye. Yeah, Gay. some Marvin Gaye, you know? It's yeah. supposed to be it's supposed to be something like that. Let's get it on. But that's what it was it. It's timed it had to do that because this is scientific, bro. This is scientific. And so ah bro, it it stressed us man it stressed me it stressed me so i relate with your your pal and in telling oh, you that i've never had scientific sex <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just saying listen i'm not even trying to make light of this situation i'm just saying i know it's science i know it's biology yes 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 but yes, yes, i've yes. never really had you know like yeah. but there was a chick we used to make fun of she was such a geek uh-huh. she say if you had sex with her she'd jump a test tube <laughs> Just about that time, Chamoa tested. Okay, okay, let's go and have this analyzed. Like she, everything would be an experiment. But I mean, uh, no, no, no pun intended. Mm, where we are mm. going about this? Yeah, thing. no, no. I mean, just these were part of the things. Yeah, that, you have to find something to laugh about, these man. These were the part of the things that added to the stress in the marriage, bro. Okay, this was part of the things that added stress to the marriage and uh, to our lives. Um, and the, and the comments and the hits didn't stop coming. No? No, ah, bro. Not sympathy after losing the No, no, but pregnancy? you know we didn't go and make it public yes, together. Yes, yes, know, yes. Yeah. Just just a very close circle of us, you know. I remember sharing this with my boys one time, eh? Um a men's prayer group. Mm. When I told them how how where we were in our marriage and uh, I broke down. I just started crying. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jamas. They don't know how to do that. that no, Jama cry, bro. <laughs> do you understand the amount of stress? Eh? As a guy, I already don't know what to do when a chick uh-huh. whom I expect to cry uh-huh. is crying. As you notice, what is this right here? Uh-huh. What is this? That's the handkerchief. Right? Yeah, yeah. I always have a handkerchief. Yes. In case I make a chick cry, uh-huh. okay. Mm-hmm. So I carry around a handkerchief, not because I might need it if I sneeze or cough. Oh yes, such a gentleman. Yeah, such I, chivalry. Yeah, I carry. It, yes, in case rare. I make a chick cry, okay. Mm. Now, I already don't know what to do mm. if I make a chick cry. So what do I do? Mm. I hand a handkerchief. Yeah. Yes, chica. Now, when you start crying, guy, what do I do? So we we're clutching at straws, bro. We're clutching at straws, and I remember sharing this with my pops. And so my pops knew where we were coming from. Mm. Ah, man, there's so much wisdom. I miss that guy, man. I really miss that guy. It's been five years since he's gone. Mm. I really miss his wisdom. After I shared with him the, the, the stress we were going, he called me one day and he was in shags. And guess what? This first time you're hearing this. Mm. I don't think yeah. Mr. Odinge Odera himself was on the other line crying. Oh, wow. An old man in his mid 80s crying. I mean, dad, why are you crying? It's like, because I can't do anything to my son. Can't help him. Mm. 
can't help you. So you talking about me or you talking about peace? <laughs> and he says, I mean, what you shared with me the other day about how your marriage is on the rocks. I was just, I mean, it was, it was, it was intense moment. I think for me, those were some of the moments for me when I believe that God exists. Because this elderly man says, I pray God will give you guys children, but that if it's anything, that your marriage will stand the test of time. But let's not get it twisted here. It was not just this inability to get children causing the stress in our marriage. We had other messes. Mm-hmm. We have our flaws. We have our uh, idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. We have our weaknesses. This just added fuel to the fire. It was a catalyst. It was a... Actually, it was the catalyst. Mm-hmm. It was the catalyst. Ooh, dude. I think for me, for me, the turnaround for me was when my father told me that story of his own father mm. and his grandfather that this is our destiny as a family so it's alright the other turning point is when I'm not sure what it was you know those many months where you don't talk about toys mm. um, but my wife reacted to some medical procedure. I remember I was out of the country. I remember that time also when she was in ICU. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to travel all the way from New Zealand to come back. To come back. And I told her, I'm not sure it's worth it. Because at this stage, if we go back and try this scientific, we don't know what else you will react to. And it wasn't a reaction to that. Mm. It's just that she had a condition that we did not know then. I said, we can't do this process again. And so I told her, let's go talk to a trusted friend of ours. And the trusted friend of ours, um, very trusted, I call her my big sister. Um, my, you know, ride, mm, mm. ride or die. She, she is, uh, oh my gosh, confident. Uh, this is a lady who I can confide in. You know the way Obama had, I can't remember what her name was, uh, somebody Gareth. Mm, yeah, mm, and, my, and my wife knows about her. In mm, fact, my mm. wife can confide. And I said, look, uh, let's go talk to her. Okay? Let me bring it to you. Because she, she runs a children's home. Mm. She deals with a lot of adoption cases, crisis. Let's go talk to her, okay? And uh, let's hear from her wisdom. So we went, and uh, I I was there, and you know, and I asked her, "Can we meet?" Fine. And when we did meet, Jennifer and I sat down, and I was about to talk, and she just said, "Go, you be quiet now. You just be a spectator." let Jennifer and I talk. And so, for almost an hour, this extrovert, talkative guy mm. had to sit on his hands and not say a word <laughs> as the two just talked. Mm. So I, I was listening in on Jennifer's frustrations. Mm. 
with where we are with me um, with the situation with her own perception of herself when the whole done our friend just looked at us and said going this is what it is nyinyi mnaenda Mombasa mmetoka Kisumu yako kericho wako Mombasa give her time she'll catch up mm. this was a, probably like january february oh yeah it was about january february so one day we were driving to see our in-laws and jennifer turns to me as we're driving in traffic on bagathi road headed towards rongai and she says i think we should have dropped Oh. get off the road <laughs> so, yes out of the blues it couldn't be out of the blues obviously but the yes you know those quiet moments in the car that there are two of you you're, you're two in the car there's no conversation and she just stands and says, I think we should man if I could have you know got cool and the gang right now mm. to sing celebrate good times come on be me be me and that was the moment I was more rejoicing not because of the adopting mm. it's because Jennifer was able to get over that hurdle mm. she had come there she had arrived there I have saying it is not about me mm. it is about what god is doing in my life mm. uh, that this is an opportunity for me to reinvent myself to take on the privilege of being a parent and then we started asking what would what would what do our families think mm. I, i know what our parents would think you know our parents would be like it's about time <laughs> you know and but what about your family mm. we don't know what about the extended family yeah. what about the church what are they going to say you know you know and so there are many of those questions that, and i think for us the biggest question is you know when, when the kids get older all right what do you tell when, them? when is the best time to tell them yeah you know how should we break the news to them Or, or is it something that we gradually do and so those are things that we've been um is it something you do even yes 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 but they can't understand right now they still no obviously still so you told me i came from a family that doesn't say <laughs> so it's i mean i'm sh- i know baraka and gift are yes, twins yes. my brothers i know they are twins yes. but i'm sure one of them is adopted uh-huh. baraka yeah. yeah i'm sure yeah, his sure. mannerisms his behavior his eating <laughs> habits there's nothing that guy does that's from my family <laughs> they are twins they came from the same stomach my mother's stomach i know that yeah, but one of them is but adopted. one of them is adopted <laughs> so but but nevertheless i think for us as they say after that point the rest is history this is now about four years five years now going and we have two lovely children wonderful children awesome kids wow what a story i wanted to talk to someone who especially a guy mm. they're struggling mm. they're struggling to get a child he's going through the emotions that he went through that time his figure he's trying to figure out whether he's man enough probably mm. lashing out mm. um compensating 
and I, I, I can't even, I don't know what that experience is. But what do, when a guy comes to you and says, yo, I'm not sure I can have kids, mm-hmm. what do you tell them? I think for me, it's not the end of the world. You know, um, many of us can be fathers. Few of us can be dads. And uh, I think it's a privilege to be called dad. And so, and that can, I mean, for you, your own personal story, Amani, you know. Um, we can father many kids, mm. and, you know. There are many Father Abrahams there that had many sons, mm. <laughs> okay, and yeah, daughters. I, d- I don't know how that made to Sunday school. Yes, you don't know how it made it to, I don't, I don't know to the how. Sunday school playlist, yeah, eh? yeah. the MP3 playlist. Yeah, eh? yeah. <laughs> we don't quite we understand. Don't, yeah. <laughs> So, 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 one of the things that says it's not the end of the world. Mm. I think the crisis is in being in is where do you find your significance and your security? Mm. And once you've been able to and to to define where your significance and your security comes from, I think we're able to face a challenge of this nature. I know of jamas who who have chosen just to marry somebody else mm. or have a side, a side. I mean, it's one way to solve the problem, yes. right? So, you're here on this marriage, you mm. find you know you're not going to have, or you're on this side. But choices have consequences in itself. <clears throat> I, I know of other people um, who've divorced, okay? Uh, and uh, sadly, uh, divorced. Unfortunately, some of those um, weddings that I've presided over. Um, I know of others, bro, and this was even worse, where uh, one family, you know, um, the in-laws pretty much chase the other. The, 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 and usually, again, guy. Is That's the a trick, yeah. yeah. Chase the lady away. And so, so... These are things that, you know, again, I say choices have consequences. And I think for me, the thing that I'd like to be able to encourage any man who's going in this is that it's not the end of the world. Okay? And we need to be able to recognize the, the, the essence of, of, of a man. Um, I would say it's not in his ability to procreate. But or a woman in that, or in a the, woman in that sense. In yeah. that sense. Many of our listeners here yeah. are men, but you're right, a man or a woman, is in, but in their ability uh, to create something that surpasses their own legacy. Um, uh, it has to be something that goes on beyond you. And what a beautiful opportunity I think I have uh, with my two children um, to be able to, um, to instill values um, to instill some skill set, and hopefully, these children will extrapolate some lessons over here, and have their own philosophy of life and impact many other lives. To know that they've grown up in a home that have loved them. These kids were abandoned, left for dead, but now these kids have a hope, have a future. Not because of anything, just because of love. 
And so mine, mine is to tell these gentlemen and these ladies, is it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. There's a place of reinvention. And part of reinvention is where do you get your significance and your security? I'd hope it's not on shifting things, on shifting sand. Okay? And, and I don't want to be... presumptions that I know what people are going through, Amani. Because it's real, man. It's real. It rips the inside of you, bro. And I can't imagine, especially for the women out there, where it's not just in the home, but the entire society rains down on you about this. I say hang in there. Hang in there, man. You, it's not the end of the world. But we need to find our significance and security in something that, that matters. For Jennifer and I, it was our faith in God. And I can't add a word <laughs> to the things you've said. And Goey's in front of me, his eyes are. I think I need that handkerchief. <laughs> it's, it's reserved for chicks, bro. Let me have that chick handkerchief. <laughs> but let me tell you this, bro. First, you're a good man. Thank you, sir. Number two, you're a good father. Appreciate that. And I always knew you were going to be a good father with how you've treated my children. Mm. One of the reasons I believe my son's destiny is great is because of you, man. son and dedicating him and I couldn't understand your passion man knowing what you were struggling with so I can't wait to see what your kids turn out to be man I can't wait either (laughs) I can't wait to see what God does with your fatherhood gift and I want to make a I want to make a prediction because you've made one in my life which you know we are watching right we are watching man we are watching <sighs> adopting your children mm. 
close the loop mm-hmm. and uh, and start another one mm-hmm. in your family cycle mm-hmm. and have a feeling mm-hmm. your children mm-hmm. but one I don't know which one will have global significance mm-hmm. and by global significance I actually feel like some of your legacy mm. sorry sorry if you hear the car passing during the day I'm recording from home but I have something to tell this man some of your legacy of the things that you were sup- you are supposed to do mm-hmm. will be done through your child mm a David Solomon situation. Now the David wanted to build a temple mm. and had everything mm. in it but for it, but Solomon ended up doing it. Mm. Same scenario. Mm. But for global politics. Wow. I received that, bro. Mm. So let's watch that one. I'm a cherish those words, bro. It's the truth, and I feel it in my spirit, man, completely. I receive that, bro. I hate that we have to end this conversation, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a curfew coming up, bro. Yeah. I don't want to be yeah, stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be stopped by a cop asking uh, me where I'm coming from. I want you to go home and be <laughs> home safely and be... Before a, lockdown and, starts. And be a good father to your children. But I cannot thank you enough for opening up your heart, opening up your story, being honest and authentic, and for coming all this way. No problem, bro. My brother, Goi. Mm. God bless you. Thank you, sir. And thank you very much. Thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome again and again. All right.